0: KFGO time is 6 40. It's the morning crew in the mighty 790 and 104.7. KFGO, time to go in the crease.
1: Let's do it on a Wednesday morning on KFGO. Pat Blondin, one of the play by play voices for your Fargo Force. Good morning, Pat. How are you doing?
2: Good morning. I'm doing great. Good to be back with you again. Yeah, this Yeah,
1: great to have you on with us. And you know, sometimes we wait until the end to to put a little spotlight on the USHL and the Fargo Force. But when you told me uh, the the list of Hobie Baker Award nominations finalists is is out, and there's a, a strong flavor from the USHL, I'm like, okay, let's because the Minnesota Wild are, are, are have had problems all season long, and that's we'll be able to talk about them forever. But let's let's uh, jump into the the uh, award nominations that you've got for us.
2: Yeah, this week they announced the nominees for the Hobie Baker Award, and it's cool. You know, we talk about this all the time, how the USHL is a stepping stone. There's 52 Hobie Baker nominees that have ties to the USHL, and uh, neatly enough, three of them have direct ties to the Fargo Force. Um, American International's Brian Kramer, Notre Dame's Ryan Bischel, and University of Maine's Lyndon Breen, all named to that nominee list for the Hobie Baker Award that will be announced in april during the frozen four and all three of these guys force players uh kramer and bischel the 2019-20 season and lyndon breen uh three seasons 2016 to 2020 members of the fargo force have taken their game to the college level and have taken their college game to the level where they're on that list for the hobie baker award and you can Go online to the Hobie Baker website. Fan voting is underway now. Oh. They will pair this list of 52 down to 10 finalists, and the the 10 will be determined by fan voting. So you can vote every day if you want. Wow. And so Brian Kramer, Ryan Bishop, Lyndon Green, Force alums, among those in line for a potential Hobie Baker finalists.
1: That is so cool, and and tying that in because the Fargo Force are so active in our community. We talked about the hometown heroes and the money that was raised for that, and uh, I just I was checking out the website and I saw the story on how they were up in Hillsboro with our, our Cares for Kids Miracle Network uh, young Charlie. lady Charlie Ferguson. Yeah, and that was so moving and so touching to see all all those players up in Hillsboro. Yeah,
2: it's it's again a, a community sponsored deal and it's all part to uh, put together the 7th Annual Stanford Children's Night that will be the next home game on February 9th. Wow. Another one of those opportunities for us to give back those jerseys that they unveiled um, in Hillsborough the other day, those are going to be a part of an online auction. And so the players that will wear the jerseys in that game on February 9th, and fans can go online and those will be auctioned off. The game-worn jerseys will be auctioned off as part of the Sanford Children's Night coming up on February 9th.
0: And it's pretty sweet, because when you guys went up to uh, went up to Hillsboro, she designed that jersey.
2: Yeah, that's Charlie. one of the really cool things yeah. about this whole program and Sanford Children's Night. The jerseys every year are designed by a patient from Sanford Children's, and as, as she put it, it's got some of her favorite things, rainbows, unicorns, and the color purple, <laughs> which... Signifies the ribbon for the H L H uh, deal that she's been been fighting. Been, been fighting. And it's it's all part of the it's all part of the jersey, and it's pretty cool.
0: You know, being a part of the Fargo Force that just has to make you uh, feel even better to be a part.
2: You know, it really is. Um, they do so many great things in the community. You mentioned hometown heroes. Over one hundred and ten thousand dollars raised this year for first responders. I think most of the groups that that applied for funding are going to get funding because of the money that was raised at wow. Hometown Heroes. Bigger and better every year. And and again, the Stanford Children's Night has grown into a big thing every year, too, with the, with the seventh one coming up a week from Friday night.
0: So really, it's not just about
2: hockey. It really isn't. And these kids that come in from all over the country that play for the force, um, some are only here for a year, some are here for even less than that but they get an opportunity to get ingrained in the community and be part of the community, even though they're here for a very short time. Um, It helps them grow and mature as young student athletes and it's really cool to see the the involvement that the players and the organization get with these different
1: groups. Pat Blondin, one of the play-by-play voices for the Fargo Force, you hear those games on one oh one point nine. Jack FM takes us in the crease on Wednesday mornings. Well we waited as long as we could. We gotta talk about the Minnesota Wild before we let you <laughs> before we let you go back to your to your Wednesday. They've added a few players, some trades. I mean, are they just rearranging chairs in the Titanic or is this gonna make a difference? Or they I think I, your your take on the on the uh, on the wild right now?
2: Uh, well, it's a good thing you're on a break. They've got a time to rest, relax, and they really need to go on a heater when they get out of this All Star break and what they call their bye week. Uh, they don't play again for another week. But yeah, they made a couple of moves. Uh, made a trade for Will Butcher. Uh, Will Butcher might be a familiar name to NCHC fans. He was a Hobie winner for the Denver University Pioneers, and he has. Um, almost 300 games of NHL experience with New Jersey and Buffalo, but he hasn't played an NHL game in the last couple of years. So he's probably looking for a change of scenery Um, with Jared Spurgeon out for the rest of the year, having to have back surgery. They needed to add some depth on the blue line and uh, Butcher is a, is a talented player and, and could potentially uh, be part of that run when they come out of the all-star break. And then they acquired, off waivers, Declan Chisholm, who has uh, who was in Winnipeg's organization, uh, grand total of four NHL games of experience the last two years with the Jets. Again, a depth move because of all these defensemen that have been hurt. Their AHL team has been decimated by players being called up, so just a little blue line depth for the Wild to run out the rest of the regular season. I'll be curious to see because they've got a couple of veteran defenders in Alex Gallegoski and John Merrill who've been in and out of the lineup. Um, maybe an opportunity for the coaching staff and the and the general manager Bill Guerin to see what they've got for the rest of this year, and certainly looking ahead to next year as well. With the with the contract situations and the and the salary cap woes that they're in, they need to build depth to a degree, and these were just kind of depth moves as far as I was concerned. So
0: are you saying there's hope?
2: It's a very, very faint glimmer in a very long tunnel, Robbie. Yeah. But, um, hope they is need just to a word. A, yeah, they've done it before. I mean, they've made late season pushes before, but they're they're so far back and have so many teams to jump. And the games that they're playing in the conference and in their division where they need to gain points, those are the games that they're losing. And so it's like three steps forward and two steps back for the Wild before this break. Really. So, Maybe the rest will give them a little bit of motivation to make a push here at the end.
0: Well, you know, and I sometimes feel like, and I love hockey, and I feel like the hockey season, though, what, June is when they play for the Stanley Cup. So I'm thinking they got plenty of time.
2: (laughs) Well, you would think so. The weather right now is more like playoff weather, though, than regular season weather. So it feels even more so like there's a big push coming because it already feels like spring.
0: Okay, so one last question before we let you go. Uh, the news we all thought was coming for sure from USA Hockey requiring neck protection. What do you think of that?
2: Uh, I think it's a good move. Um, part of the reason that the older players don't wear it now, it's a comfort thing, and a, and what they have come to know, if you're going to force these younger players to wear the neck protection, it'll be easier as they get older to incorporate that into their uniform. Uh, I think it's a great move because it's it's a protection thing that's been needed for a long time.
1: Great stuff, Pat Blondin. We so appreciate when you take us in the crease on Wednesday mornings. Take care, my friend. We'll catch up with you next week, buddy.
2: Sounds great. Thank you.